Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. That the final hour is here. Hot mic across the Outkick Network. Hutton Withrow, 6th and Peabody Air location with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Pleased to be joined by Chris Krause. 48 minutes. Oh, we're about to check in with him in just a moment. Um, we're going to discuss the NBA headlines. Chad, the fact that we saw Dylan Brooks go, well, he's already the full heel, right? Yeah. But he went not just toe to toe but nose to nose with LeBron James screaming and then said, yeah, don't care. He's old when asked about the antics post game. Um, yeah, I'm here for this. I don't care if it's round one. I'm here for this. I'm here for it too. Uh, my big question for Dylan Brooks and this question will be answered quickly. Did you just ask for your own demise mm. with what LeBron's about to do to you and the Memphis Grizzlies in this series? Because... Call me a little bit old school, but I come from the mindset of if the guy's sleeping a bit, let's let him lie in this series wow. when we have to play game after game after game. Now, it's entertaining. It's fine. But if he starts going off for 45 and they lose four games to one now, I'm going to point back to this moment and say, well, look what happened post Dylan Brooks running now, his mouth about LeBron James being old. So I'm, I'm, I may sound like an idiot. If LeBron goes for 40, are the Lakers winning based on how they need to play to beat the Grizzlies? We can ask our next guest. Chris Krause. It's a great question us. for him. Chris, what do you make of what we saw last night and Dylan Brooks and LeBron James and whether or not it was a good decision by Brooks to do what he did and say what he said? Well, first off, guys, uh, thanks for having me. And, uh, you know, love to jump right into Dylan Brooks' conversation because yeah. it's what the NBA is today, I guess. And yeah. thanks for joining yeah, us. Yeah, appreciate you hopping on, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, everything with Dylan Brooks and, and you know, he, he played one of his best playoff games or one of his best kind of games ever last night. That's exactly what you're going to get from him um, every so often, I would say. Um, I, I wouldn't have poked LeBron. Um, what depending on what opinion you have about LeBron, whether he is older, you know, he is obviously past his prime. Um, poking the bear is still a bear. He's still at, 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 at that age capable of coming back and destroying the Grizzlies. Um, I just wouldn't want that if I, if I was on his team or if I was coaching that team. Why is Brooks hated more than Draymond Green? Personally, I, th I think it comes down to what have you done? You know, what, what have you done to kind of back up the amount of trash talk that you, that you give on the, on the court? Uh, Draymond has accomplished so much. I mean, he's, he's a, he's one, of, I think he's one of the best defensive players ever um, as far as like being able to adapt to what uh, just, just adapt to what the current game is and, and being kind of the best version that he can be at that. Dylan Brooks is a nice starter. He's a, he's a guy who is, um, you know, going to have his nights he's going to get the headlines because he's he you know when he shoots well he's going to lead a team um and then 
the next night when he doesn't lead the team, something somebody else will be on Sports Center and he won't necessarily get that hate the players now. And the players see this and he's kind of just kind of the new trash talker on the block, if you will. Well, and look, I, I uh, he's definitely got the accolades uh, and he's accomplished a lot in his career, Draymond Green. But when I can type in YouTube and do a search on Draymond Green kicks people <laughs> and see three and a half minutes of it, uh, he's a dirty player, right? I, I don't understand the hesitancy of other players to just say, you know, walks like one, talks like one, but the, he isn't one somehow. He's really not that dirty. And I'm thinking, we've got the evidence right here over the years that he takes cheap shots over the course of games. What, why do you think it's, it, it's the fact that players just won't admit that, it seems like, with Draymond? I, mean, I think they do. I, I think it's a matter of whether they're going to do it in front of microphones and like, you know, Dr- Draymond pushes the limit and, and figures out where that is. And, you know, he gets called over the line quite a bit. Um, this latest example, he's, you know, he's not playing tonight. And uh, I, I do wonder if, you know, I know he's suspended for the game, but is he allowed to podcast afterwards? That, that's a, that's yeah. a question I could not get answered um, in, in, in my journalistic day duties, I guess. Mm. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's a, uh, it, it'll, it'll be funny to see what he, what he does there, but yeah, he, he's going to be that guy to push, push the limit. And it's fantastic as long as he can play with other stars. Now, if he was just the only guy and, and kind of leading the charge, you, you'd be, you'd be much more upset about it. But I think for the Warriors, they, you know, that, that that's still their guy. He's been through battle with them. They just, you know, they wish he was there in game three. Chris Krause is the uh, editor at 48 minutes and NBA analyst who joins us on hot mic. Can the Kings win the title? And, and, and let me preface also a part of this answer are we seeing like the first year version of what the Warriors were before the Warriors? And I know we're a long way away from crowning the Kings, but I do get the like the the the, the arena. There's momentum. a vibe about them. there. There is a yeah. vibe. There there is a there's a hook to it. Where if you're not a fan of any team, you're gravitated towards the Sacramento Kings right now. I think it's a fun story, um, and and every year you have one team that kind of gets to the conference finals and then like that's it's it's now hey this is a new chapter for this franchise and i think that'll be your kind of benchmark um and and the path is there if it really depends on what happens in this Lakers series i think the kings match up well with um you know the injured grizzlies and also the you know uh, lebron and ad and the um kind of retooled uh lakers so i think it's very possible to get the conference finals uh, the other side of that Western Conference bracket is where I see them or anybody on this side having issues. Um, I, I think the Suns, the Nuggets, and and even the Clippers, if uh, Paul George can come back, I think that is just where the elites are in a way. And um, they're going to beat up on each other on that side, but but that's going to be the real test of whether whether anybody can kind of get to or any up and coming team like the Kings can get to. Uh, the finals. And I'm glad you asked about the Suns. I, I watched a, a, a good bit of their games against the Clippers here recently, and I'm having a hard time figuring out exactly what they are right now. We know about that run to the NBA Finals a couple of years ago and what they accomplished. Now with Kevin Durant on that team, not a ton of time to acclimate uh, with his teammates there in, in Phoenix, but what do you make of where that Suns team is right now, Chris? Yeah, exactly right. It, they, they are kind of acclimating to each other. Uh, I would say, you know, for Devin Booker and, and Kevin Durant, they have played together, you know, with, with team USA in the past, in addition to this latest stretch of games, um, very comfortable. They want a gold medal together. Um, Kevin Durant has played with Chris Paul 
um, you know, be, in, in the past uh, with, with, with Team USA in different different um, capacities there. Um, it's just a matter of everybody all together in an NBA game five on five and just feeling out, okay, now who's going to be the other guys that are going to be around them? How does DeAndre Ayton play into this? Is, is he able to, you know, kind of have a series like he did last year in the first round? And, and then can he be consistent with it, getting multiple series? Because that's, I think consistency has been DeAndre Ayton's issue his entire career since, since he was drafted number one. Um, not necessarily his 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 talent and his ability, but can you put together for four straight series? And uh, I think if you pair if you, if you pair that and 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 all the younger guys that that they have in Phoenix with Kevin Durant and Booker, I think I think they can take you there. It's just you, we're we're going to see all the errors all, as we go. Chris, do you think Denver feels the pressure this year? Of I mean, we're we're discussing two other series before we've even mentioned the Nuggets. They're the number one seed. They brought everyone. This they're healthy. I mean, this is their year, and I get the sense that people expect them to fail more than they expect them to actually reach the pinnacle of what they were built to do. Yeah, I. I you know, the thing is, like Jokic has the ability to carry a team. He just needs to to kind of get the right matchups. And um, when when I look at the Nuggets. This is a very crucial year for them in a, in a sense that they're in the luxury tax. It's how much do you want to pay for a team that can't get to a certain point, right? Right. And, and, this, and this next series, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to make the assumption they beat the Timberwolves. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to make it spoiler. I, I, but, like, if they, if, they, if they can't get to the Western Conference Finals or further, like, that's going to be the real test. And, um, you know, I, I'm, I don't necessarily put any real stock into being the Timberwolves with – everything that's going on there. Um, but yeah, then it'll, it'll, it'll really be the next, the next step, but I, I would have the Suns over the nuggets. I just think that okay. there's a reason why the Suns are being talked about and maybe, um, maybe, maybe the nuggets will prove me wrong and prove other people wrong as well. But, um, that, I, that just wouldn't be my bet if I was doing that. Is it just Durant <laughs> that, that puts that over the edge for you with the Suns, or what is it about the matchup or maybe just the, the non-belief that Denver is ready to ascend to that level? I mean, I think they are. You, you, they're, they're in my category of elites. Um, they're just going to run into another elite uh, along the way. And it's and, and and in the Western Conference and really in the NBA, it's it, it's it's a game of matchups. It's rock paper scissors. And I think yeah. that you know for for Phoenix, if you have you know high scoring backcourt and then you can just kind of just I don't know, just just take Murray kind of out of the game and they, and they can do that. They can take Murray out of the game and kind of put it all on 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 Jokic. Similarly to how like some of the teams, I don't, I don't want to compare Jokic to, to Jordan, but how some of the teams are like, okay, Jordan, you're going to beat us by yourself. And uh, that's not exactly how teams win in the playoffs. You have to be able to, to, to get other teammates involved. And I think the Suns and I think the Clippers and, and, and whichever team wins that series has a really good path to shutting down everything around Jokic. And then it becomes DeAndre Aiden, can you show up? you know, seven games or however many games we need to play and, and do it consistently. You know, there were some high-profile injuries in game ones with uh, with charges over the course of the game. Mark Cuban said you should take the charge circle further out to help prevent some of that. Others have argued just eliminate the charge from the NBA and, and, and see what happens, whether it just be a blocking foul if you stand in the way of someone and try to draw a charge. Where do you fall in this debate, Chris? I think there's a we have players looking to kind of 
I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say like, you know, go around the rules or, or circumvent the rules. Um, I think we have to go back to almost an eye test of what it is, right? Like, like, like have a sense of what were, what were the intentions here? Were you actually in place? Um, I don't know that we need to change the, the restricted area or, or do anything like that. I think we maybe allow for a little more subjectivity um, when, when it comes to uh, where, 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 um, you know, where, where players are when they're taking the charge, what, what, what the situation is. Um, it kind of reminds me of like the catch in the NFL and, you know, we, we want to find rules and we want to know what it is, but it's like, it's like at the end of the day, you gotta be like, was that a catch? And I think this is gotta be like, was that a charge? And then, and then that'll be kind of the answer to that. But we're, I mean, we're a little ways away from that being uh, the solution, I guess. And Chris, I, I, I said yesterday to Chad, I, I feel like the charge nowadays is a makeup call for whatever happened on the other end of the floor. Like there, there's some type of, you know, you're going to get yours because we just screwed this up and it, you know, it's a very, like you're saying, what's a catch, what's not. Um, and the stars, if they're getting hurt, the league will make a change. Absolutely. I mean, it's yes, similar to the NFL with that, with the quarterbacks and, right. and, and making changes to protect them. I mean, I, I, I think when, when, when the people, the powers that be at the NBA sit down and, and they think about what's best for the game, it is, you know, stars being healthy. And uh, we haven't had that over the last couple of years, you know, in for various reasons, you know, load management, but also um, different, more dangerous rules, I guess, if, if, if you will. Um, yeah, I think overall, I mean, like it'll, it'll all kind of go back to the stars because that's, that's what kind of drives this whole thing, right? Like you can't, you can't win in the playoffs without stars. You can't, you can't, you, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to pack the seats without stars. So it's, it comes back to them being able to be on the floor and then, um, you know, trying to figure out the best way to call a game where we're, where we're actually focused on basketball instead of, um, flopping and all and, 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 and kind of these fake charges and all, all, all kinds of stuff like that. So we talked a lot about the Western Conference playoffs, not a lot about the East. Who do you like in the East, Chris? Personally, I see it as a two-team race. Um, I, I think it's the Milwaukee Bucks, and then I think it's the Sixers. Um, a, a lot of people talk to me about Boston, and, um, you know, I, I see the talent there. They definitely could do it. Um, I just – I we, we've seen this rookie head coach in the playoffs and kind of the different – things and different adjustments that you have to go through that he just hasn't gone through. And I would not, I, I just wouldn't count on it in, in a sense of, of, you know, rookie head coaches. And, I, and I'm not talking about like, you know, like, like, like a 50 year old guy who just got his first time, who's been on the bench for 20 postseasons. That's a little bit different from what Joe Mazzola is. Um, I, I think Joe Mazzola is, you know, very talented X and O's can probably match with, with anybody. It's kind of that real time. And uh, we just seen, I, I think history has kind of showed us that, it's going to take it's it's going to take some some adjustments, and I don't think that Boston blowing out the Hawks is exa- is exactly that. He, it's almost like you want players to be a little more battle tested. You want coaches to have a little more situations with pressure and just see how everything kind of flows. But but Boston has a talent. But um, but 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 I think in the second round we're going to see the Sixers come come ahead, and I, I think it's just behind Joel and this team kind of fitting together and um, really just now meshing for what should be what should be a eastern conference finals run chris kraus with us from 48 minutes if the kings are the fan favorite as a three seed which franchise is the version of sacramento in the east it's a little more i would say it's a little more spread out um i would personally pull for the miami heat um i just think that you know like as far as 
as, as far as what you want to see in a team, that, that that's what they do. Maybe they don't have the talent. You know, Jimmy Butler might be on the decline. I wouldn't poke him the same way that Dylan Brooks did. Yeah. Um. But like, but but I uh, but but I, I think overall, like that would be the team that I would just I would push as the fan favorite. I. It's a hard matchup against uh, uh, Milwaukee, but the little things that they do, you know, it, it just their their day to day, and I don't want to like rep on Heat culture, but things like Bam Adebayo playing in Game 82, and then like we feel a reason to explain why Bam Adebayo is playing in Game 82, and that should be the actual thing that happens, right? And I think little things like that over the course of a season is if if you if you're a real basketball fan i think you should be a fan of the miami heat in in in, in that sense if we're if we're kind of picking up but um yeah it, it, that might be next year or that might be a, a short series right now chris right before you joined us we were discussing the a's they're headed from oakland to vegas they've got the land now we've got the nhl the nfl how soon will we see the nba in las vegas i think it's coming uh i don't i don't have any idea of how soon but when, whenever they get a expansion franchise, and I and and that's kind of been on on the loom. I mean, uh, Seattle's been talked about, Vegas has been talked about. Um, I don't see any way the NBA doesn't put a team in Vegas, though. I, I just, I just, I just, you know, maybe there's 32 teams that come in, and now now Seattle gets a team, or maybe Mexico City has been talked about. Maybe they also get a team. Mm-hmm. But I think if you if you bring in two teams, uh, Las Vegas is going to be one of them. And LeBron will be a part of that somehow. Right, I mean that's the assumption. He's already staked claim to it. Chris, Chris, uh, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and Bronny will be there too. Chad. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> you were talking about the Heat, and you know Bam Adebayo playing in game number eighty-two. We've talked a lot about load management. <clears throat> Question I'd have for you: If there was a team like the Heat, let's say, that just went all in on, we're only going to bring in guys who want to play every game. We don't believe in load management. We're not going to do it. And we're going to be about something different with this organization. If there was one that stood out above the rest for doing that, would it help them or hurt them with free agents in the NBA if they took that stance? Very, very interesting question because I think that is what's happening in Miami. You, you, you would think the city and you know Pat Riley and and the infrastructure there would be, hey, everybody would come calling. But you almost you almost know what you're getting into. It reminds me of the Patriots in a lot of ways. It's like, okay, yes. Are, are you ready to have all this? Are you ready to be, you know, just kind of all in on this? And, and, and you're going to play in January and you're going to play in February. You're going to play all the way through. And, and there's a plan in place for that. And I think that uh, it has probably hindered the team in, in, in a way. Um, it's, it's not a team that's going to bottom out ever, right? Like, like they're just going to be too good to do that. Um, but I, I, I would suspect that since LeBron left, if, if you kind of look at the history of the Heat um, since then, and, and, and even even right before that, it's like where is their free agents uh, coming in? Like they just, they really just haven't got any. They, they, they get meetings. You're going to take a meeting with Pat Riley. Um, yeah. They just haven't really signed any, any of the guys. You know, even looking like Gordon Hayward and, and and guys on that level who probably would have benefited and and grown um, in Miami, but just decided not to go there. Chris Krause has been our guest. Uh, He wears many hats with 48 Minutes and uh, previously with Slam Magazine and other publications. Chris, great stuff, man. We appreciate the insight. And, uh, I mean, we've got like another two months of playoff action here. So we'll have you on down the road. Yeah, let's do it again. We're just getting started. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate you. There is uh, Chris Krause there. uh, Chad, our Kings. How bad do you want to say Chris Cross? 
I, Can I you wanna... see Chris Chris Cross? I don't think Chris though wears Chris... his uh, pants backwards and his jerseys. Maybe. Parachute I'm like Chris Cross, but um, Chris Cross, Chris Cross, I, very close. I do. I do want to stake claim with the Sacramento Kings. I think we're a little early on it, though. I made the comparison with the no, Warriors. No, no, we're not early, and here's why: we're getting in just in the right time. <laughs> oh, before before the big takeoff, we okay. did this with the Warriors, okay. and we jumped you know on the Warriors You're bandwagon. Right. You're right. Right before they they won like a playoff series when we jumped on, then they lost. <laughs> Then a year later, they got to the Western Conference Final, and they lost. They and then the year game. after that, they won a championship, and we were already in. We were three years deep into our love you're affair right. with the Warriors. You know what, you're right. So if you're going to be a bandwagon NBA fan, now is the time to jump in the water. It's warm with our Kings. We're right there. We're in the shallow end of the pool, ready to go into the deep end, but the they're our the Kings year. now. They got the Coach of the Year there. Coach Wait. of the Year, Mike Brown. They're our squad. <laughs> These are our guys. Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox. Isn't it crazy, though? DeMontis so- Sabonis? Are oh. you kidding me? It's a, team, it's a team to love. So I think I think every anyone that grew up in the '90s can relate to this. The Bulls went from like the team that I mean, you had to have like a if you didn't have a NBA franchise where you grew up, you were rooting for the Bulls at one point, and then they became the hated team, and it became the Orlando Magic that everyone wanted to watch. Shaq and Penny and Little Penny, and so the Warriors have sustained this. Fan, like the fanfare has been with them, and we haven't really seen the heel turn. And I think because of the Kings, we're seeing that in a in a in a, in a small way. Um, you're seeing the Kings with a heel turn? No, no, oh, no, no, no. The, the Warriors. The because like, I think if you're just a random NBA fan, like a basketball fan, you're like, oh, I, I'm rooting for the Warriors because they're the they did it and they built everything up and they yeah. continue to win. And Steph Curry, you know, is the greatest shooter and all. With Jordan and the Bulls, at some point, we did root against them. And I think we're at that point with the Golden State Warriors. Well, so I... You agree? Yeah, we're reaching that point. But it's a big difference because the Warriors still have their guy, Steph Curry. That, that's what drew... If you're a young sports fan and you're drawn to the Warriors when they started their run, it's because of Steph Curry. Everybody loves Steph Curry. A lot of people still do love Steph Curry. So he hasn't left. As long as he's there, that, yeah. that fan base will remain. I'll give you an example. I'm 41 years old. I was born in 1982. I don't remember not being a Bulls fan because of Michael well, Jordan. I was never a fan of anything else in the NBA until Michael Jordan. Right around the time he was losing to the Pistons, so I'm 7'8". And oh, then when I, I'm 9 years old, they win their first championship it, in 91. I was always a Bulls fan. You know when I stopped being a Bulls fan? When he retired? Yeah, and I didn't care time. at all. Well, but I remember like After root, that. at some point rooting against them because it was just so repetitive that you were pulling for either Reggie Miller or you were pulling for Penny Hardaway and Shaq. See, I was never that way. Like, I was such a Jordan guy. I was never going to pull against Jordan, whoever he played for. But I wonder how many people are like that with the Warriors and Steph Curry and how the years have changed. There's more people like you back not, then that are now Jordan, pulling though. against them. It was them. just the team. Like, it... I don't think people are rooting against Curry. I do think more are on board with the Kings than they are the Warriors in this series. The, the common, just no I'm no so rooting out interest. of touch with the young fan right now, though. I don't know how they Not view even the these young Just like, uh, I'm watching that series, and I have no interest in the NBA during the regular season. But it's because of the Kings, not the Warriors. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, it's a good question. We can continue to discuss it. I don't know that that's happened, though, for the diehard Warriors fan. Again... I'm the example of I was a Michael Jordan diehard. 
So I was I was I'm, I'm living and that. dying with the Bulls because Michael Jordan was on the Bulls every playoff year. There was never a time where I thought, I'm going to root against this Bulls team because they've won too much. I was never in that camp. There are people that do that, no doubt. And I'm sure people did that. But I feel like you started out rooting against Michael Jordan because everyone you knew was a Jordan fan if you were a kid in that era. And you just yeah. always rooted against the Bulls. People I know that rooted against Jordan, the Bulls, they never turned. I just, they just always did it. Are people turning on the Warriors, or did they always root against the Warriors and root for the underdog? I don't know. It's a good question you raise. I think we, yeah, I mean, I rooted against Utah and Houston, but I was pulling for Orlando whenever they would get to the finals against them because of the, the celebrity of Little Penny, basically. I, I, I am someone that whenever I see an organization that never does a thing, finally do a thing, I'm for that organization to continue to do things. I'm very, I'm very simple that way. When a team that's hardly ever good, when they get good, yeah. and I don't have a dog in the hunt, and I root for that team to do well. Now it's the Sacramento Kings. Right? If the Baltimore Orioles go on a run, I'm going to be a Baltimore Orioles fan because they haven't been good in Thank decades. You. Thank you. So that's I just I tend to flock towards that story. Coming up of the quarterback options, the the options of extending contracts this offseason. We've seen it with Jalen Hurts. We're going to see it with Herbert and Burrow. I guess Lamar Jackson. How would we rank those four quarterbacks for the next five years? for the franchise that either Chad or I are a part of and running. That's next on Hot Mike. If you followed me throughout the years, you know I'm a South Dakota girl at heart who grew up in a ranching family. And I know that America First isn't just a political movement. It's a kitchen table issue, literally. You know, I always support American family-owned companies, ranchers, and farmers who put high-quality meat products on the tables of their fellow Americans. And my friends at Omaha Steaks are the experts. With Father's Day right around the corner, what better gift to give Dad than the experience of world-class Omaha Steaks? This package includes a mouth-watering assortment of Dad's grilling favorites like Omaha Steaks Butcher's Cut Top Sirloins, Juicy Boneless Pork Chops, Deli-Style Gourmet Jumbo Franks, and their legendary Omaha Steaks burgers go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code outkick at checkout get mouth-watering gift packages starting at just 99 dollars. and as a bonus use promo code outkick to get 10 dollars off your order sixth and peabody our location with yeehaw beer and old smoky moonshine football 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 that's what we're talking this segment. Damn right. Quarterbacks. So, always an interesting topic. Here's the premise. Five years. Quarterbacks that we're going to see extensions for this offseason. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, I guess Lamar Jackson. We'll see. And what we saw with Jalen Hurts. Chad, you're up first. We're going to rank them four to one on who we would invest in of the four for the next five years for our franchise. So, this is not going to be popular, my number four pick. You're going, so we're going Hertz, Herbert, Burrow, or Lamar Jackson. Right. I think this is a great question because I had a hard time slotting these uh, the way that I wanted. But, you know, when in doubt, Hutton, you just go with, uh, go with your gut mm -hmm. on it. And I'm going to go with my gut on this. 
And my gut tells me that Lamar Jackson can't finish a season mm. right now. And while Lamar Jackson is a former league MVP, if I'm betting on the future right now, I like Lamar Jackson. I'd like him on a lot of teams, and he's an upgrade for many teams at quarterback. Like, not love. But with these guys, I don't think Lamar Jackson over the next five years mm. is an upgrade for your team. So while I love Lamar Jackson, oh, I'd say love, not just like. I love Lamar Jackson. Okay. I don't love his inability to finish the season, not being injured. And just compared to these other players, I love them a little bit more, some of them a lot more. So Lamar Jackson, number four on my list. So before we get to three, just if everyone's healthy and you know it, is he still number four in your draft? No. He jumps to number two. Okay. I, I think, think the that, injuries probably drop him two spots for me. And that's the hesitation. May, definitely three, maybe two okay. that he would jump to. So and let's it, get to my number and three. And he's missed, what, the last month of each of the last yeah. two seasons? This was the hardest, that's fair. This was the hardest spot for me, okay. was three and two. Number three on the list, I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert, a lot of hype, a lot, lot of sizzle for him. But overall, I need to see some more winning. Right, He's got Thank everything you. you'd want in a quarterback, but I haven't seen it enough to the level that you'd need to see a guy win with his, his skills at quarterback. So, you know, for that reason, you're, you're kind of Phillip Rivers uh, with the Chargers yes. until you emerge to the next spot. And that's the way I see Justin Herbert right now. Totally different skill set, a different level of athleticism, all of that. But to me, he's the Phillip Rivers of this list. Really good quarterback. You know, you'd love to have him on your franchise, and certainly the Chargers love having him, and he's going to get paid, but he's not the first tier on this list. You know what gets you first tier on the list, Hutton? Getting to a Super Bowl. That's what gets you to the first tier on my list because I'm about wins above all else. And if you can win in this league and you're a quarterback that's proven you can win at the highest level, you're going to get a top two spot on my list. That's why I'm going Jalen Hurts at number two. Jalen Hurts just got paid big time. Biggest contract for a quarterback in NFL history. It will quickly be changed to, you know, third or fourth in the list. But current. Because other guys are going to get paid soon. But for right now, it's Jalen Hurts. And there's a reason for that. Jalen Hurts, second-round pick, has emerged to be much more than that for this Eagles franchise. Put the right players around him the way they did with the trade for A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, the running game they have with the Eagles, the style of play they have behind that great Eagles offensive line. That leads to a guy who's second on this list of four quarterbacks for me. Give me Jalen Hurts, number two. Number one, I think it's pretty easy. Hutton, we did a list of the top quarterbacks in the NFL Go during ahead. the season, and we both picked Joe Burrow as number I one. I regret that. Joe Burrow's moxie is elite. Uh, I kind of do, too. But on this <laughs> list, he's my number one. Joe Burrow has a elite gravitas, presence. Alpha. James Bond, they said, can't be someone that's in his 20s because they lack gravitas. Joe Burrow's in his 20s. He has gravitas. Joe cool. He's got an aura about him that you want to play with, you want to play for, and you just get the sense that when the going gets tough, Burrow's going to get it going. So let me explain. And he's going to find a way to win games for you, and he's already been to a Super Bowl in his young career. I love Joey B. We're going to have the same number one, so let me go ahead and spoil it for you. This Here's how you describe Joe Cool. He could play in any era. In certain eras, he would smoke cigarettes on the sideline. That's Joe Burrow. Yes. And he would win. He's the snake. He's Snake Stabler. 
from back in the day who would also smoke heaters on the sideline. Uh, on the YouTube chat, David saying, where's Mahomes? Should be consensus number one. Of course. Are you kidding? And I said, well, we're picking between four guys. The exercise is to rank four different guys, well, one through four. But they, but we're ranking these four because these four are getting contract extensions this offseason. Yes. And how we would invest based on these four. And, and Lamar Jackson is the outlier because who knows what he ends up doing, David. But we're... It's just these four. Um, Chad, I'm not going to, I don't think I'll surprise you on where I have Lamar Jackson a little bit later in this ranking, but I'm starting with Herbert on my list. And the reason that I have Herbert last. Uh, by the way, Hutton, I'm sorry, I'm Go laughing ahead. right now because the way we put this graphic up, uh -huh. just with Hutton's ranking and with those ranking, I guarantee you someone screenshots this and says. How the hell do you guys not have Patrick Mahomes in the top four? Where's Josh Allen? And they're not going to understand the context that we're ranking these four quarterbacks. Now, I get that we can in one graphic, but Hutton's rankings of these quarterbacks are all set to get paid this offseason or next that are of a similar age. Chad. But someone's going to take that and say, these guys are complete idiots. Oh, you mean the guy who didn't have Patrick Mahomes in the top four? You mean that guy? The guy with the beard, Jonathan Hutton, and the guy who refuses to grow a beard, Chad Withrow, Where those guys. Where's Prescott? Yeah, that's that's what we're going to get Where's now. Aaron Rodgers? So we want to state it clearly. We're it just matter. ranking these four quarterbacks no. in this exercise. But Chad, continue. Doesn't matter. Don't, no one's going to clip this part of it, of me explaining the rules of our Let's exercise. Screenshot, right. They're going to screenshot that and just Justin have the, Herbert, the clown emoji next to it. Justin Herbert's last because he puts up a lot of stats, and that's about it. And I, I really like uh, this. Is not a not. This is like us saying that we would not draft Anthony Richardson or trade up for Will Levis. I think they're a good quarterback. I think Justin Herbert has a chance to be an MVP. But from what I've seen, are we seeing enough based on the other quarterbacks we're discussing? The answer is no. Justin Herbert is fourth, and Chad, a year and a half ago, if we did a I would have argued if you just threw every quarterback into a pot and we had a league-wide draft, we could shuffle up every roster. Herbert, there would be a debate for Herbert being the top pick. People laugh at that, but I'm telling you, NFL front offices love this dude. Great arm, great leadership. I just haven't seen the results to put him any higher than last based on this exercise. Number three is Jalen Hurts. And I like that slotting, by the way. Thank you. Herbert at four. Good job. Number three is Jalen Hurts. And it's not because I don't believe in Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts has done everything perfect. He handled wins like a leader. He handled losses like a leader. He handled the offseason like a leader. He handled the tampering, legal tampering, player to player of A.J. Brown like a leader. And... They put talent around him, and he elevated overall for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I'm viewing this through the lens of, I just saw him. If he doesn't get hurt, he's the MVP. I get it. But tell me where the Philadelphia Eagles' weakness was on that roster. If we're going to rip C.J. Stroud for playing for Ohio State, I've got to have Hurts down the list for this exercise. That's why he's third on my list. I'm shocked his ability to legally tamper didn't move him up a notch on your list. I respect it. That's why he's ahead of Herbert. Yeah. Uh, I thought he could give him one more boost to number enough. two because of that legal tampering. Um, 
Number two is Lamar Jackson. And for the life of me, I don't understand why there are not more on board with Lamar Jackson helping you win a Super Bowl. This dude is a top six, seven quarterbacks in the NFL, and not one team is reaching out trying to say, you know what? At worst, we'll just run the price up on Baltimore. Screw them. No one's even doing that. This is not, I mean, let's, let's run through some of the quarterbacks here, but we're, we're, we're former league MVP. Uh, I get the injury concerns. I also respect the hell out of the fact that he is saying, not only am I going to dig in and say, I want certain things in my contract, I'm doing this for the future of the contract negotiations. Guess who's not doing that? Any of these other quarterbacks on this list, and by the way, I would be the same way. But I respect what Lamar Jackson's doing because he's been trying to do it for two and a half years now. And Baltimore's so certain that he's their guy that they're 200% certain that he was going to be back right after the uh, season ended. I, I, you have to defend him in a different way than any other quarterback. That's why he's number two on this list. Number one is easy. Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. And I know that McLean told us that Burrow and Cincinnati should be next because the Bengals don't want to be the last team going. Joe Burrow should pull a Lamar Jackson and demand top dollar and he's going last. You know why? Because he's first on this list. He shouldn't go next. He should go last on the contract negotiations this offseason. If you're not first, you're last. That's Joe Burrow's. That's his mantra as he goes into play. Um, I love the list. I'd, to clarify, go ahead. we're ranking only four quarterbacks, one through four. Yeah. Where's Mac Jones? Based on... Based on the Ryan next... Ryan Tannehill's not 14. They're about to get a five-year contract is kind of the way we're looking at this. So yeah. who would you sign first over the other ones? Because now OutKick is tweeted. <laughs> the guys rank which quarterbacks you want over the next five years. <laughs> and everyone's going to look at an omission of one Patrick Mahomes, who's already won two Super Bowls, and say, these guys are high on no smack Mahomes. right now. And that's why no they Josh made this Allen. list. And I'm telling you, Mahomes was not eligible no for this Rogers. list. My explanation will not be played anywhere. But we know that too. I just want that clear. Yeah. For the viewer, if you're watching right now, <laughs> just want want to make that clear. Oh, Chad's gonna be so distressed after this with all the tweets. Everyone tweet him. At well, Chad this Whipro. is I, I don't I don't care. This is something that would just send uh, our founder Clay Travis. I mean, throwing his cell phone through a wall <laughs> if there was a graphic put up that in any way made him look dumb on something that <laughs> he wasn't saying, and people were tweeting him about it. I have been around him when Chad, something like this happens. I'm just glad to have and a And he will lose I'm his mind when that happens. I'm just glad to have a visual aid on this show yeah. right now. Oh, I'm not blaming anybody. This is, this is what we said. It's just we got to be clear about what the – that we're I only mean, picking between four quarterbacks. That's too much to put on the screen. I understand. I'm, I just want to say it. Tyler, thank you for making this graphic. Yeah. No, I, I, I appreciate it. And now I've ratted him out, so now everyone knows he made graphics. Tyler's going to be getting a call from Clay <laughs> soon. Uh, he's going to be asked to never make a graphic for Clay. <laughs> Who's this Tyler guy, and why did he make this graphic? No. Meanwhile, Matt. The graphic's fine. I just wanted to explain. Matt's in for Davey today, and he's over here nervous that whatever we're talking about is going to get him fired. Look at him. Matt may be asked to stick around <laughs> based on some numbers we're All seeing right, right now. Well, Twitter doesn't matter, Chad. Yeah.
Coming up, we I'll wrap up me. the show. We preview the me. sports night ahead. Should I pay for a blue NBA. check mark also since they took it away today? That I happened on Twitter. Today? Today it happened. Elon Musk delivered on his promise that you have to pay for a blue check mark. So we no I mean, longer have a blue check mark. Will we pay? I Should we pay? I have a I don't know. I want to get the consensus mm. from people I know on what they're going to do on this. I have a definitive opinion on this about the blue check mark. Oh, well, let's bring it. That's next let's on bring it. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Hot mic across the Outkick Network. So the blue check mark went away, Chad, right? Yeah, today. Um, Unless you're paying for it. LeBron James is paying for it. I, I, I've seen an Outkick story on the celebrities, some of the notable celebrities that aren't paying. And the eight. Pope. The Pope doesn't have a blue check mark verified, but LeBron does mm. because he's paying for it and the Pope isn't. So my take on this blue check mark, there is such an uproar over this verification, Right. Or you can just pay for it now. So even if you had the verification, you could pay for it if you didn't have it. So now that no one has it, what difference does it make if someone else, some random person on the sidewalk with the magic stick that Jakob Swanson once purchased right outside of 6th and Peabody? He was offered. That dude was paid $5 for this walking stick. I think It was a wand. He claimed it was magic. But that dude could pay for a blue check mark. Um, more power to him, but no check mark or both having check mark. It's the same thing. I don't understand like why the validation is necessary. Produce good content or don't. Um, and if you need the validation, go get a big truck with a loud engine and a muffler and run it down Printer's Alley. And you know, <laughs> if you can well, fit, Printer's yeah. Alley is pretty but small. You see what I'm saying? Like it. Uh, so are some of the things these guys are trying to overcompensate for. Yes. And the argument for the blue check mark, to me, validates that more than anything else. It's gone from something that was cool to have because Twitter gave it to you for reaching a certain threshold of followers or status or whatever, to yeah. now I feel like it's like a, a mark of being a loser. 
if you pay for the, but the blue check up mark. But everyone's arms over it. Like, I'm just like, okay. Uh, Instagram won't give OutKick verification for uh, hosts. We've applied. It's been denied. But yet, Have we, we could, yes. I didn't know that any, I'd ever been apply, applied for anything with well, Instagram. We were I told, didn't know. We were told we were denied individually. Um, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't shock me. I mean, I feel sure. like Hutton's Instagram account is worthy of, We've uh, been of verification, but I'm, I'm certainly not. You uh, get my ver- point Verified here. Like, worthy on it Instagram. It just depends on the. Uh, it depends on the social media app, and for whatever reason, Elon Musk has caused this fervor where people are going to pay for it, and it doesn't mean anything anymore because people are paying for it. So what difference does it make if it went away today? If no one has it, like the answer would be just if no one pays for it, then suddenly it Chad, doesn't matter. The guy that was watching the show that was complaining to you that you didn't have Patrick Holmes number one could be verified for no reason. Well, now we have people joking on no Twitter. No more than the fact that he pays $8 a month. Now we have people <laughs> joking on Twitter and mentioning Clay Travis, Good. saying your boys really need... Some help here because they don't have Patrick Mahomes in the top four. What is Clay going to say this the next five to years over this? He Clay, yeah, uh, he's not going to care. <laughs> Clay's not going to look gonna at ask. that. Clay's not going to look at that tweet. So you guys did a. Uh... It wasn't about boycotting Bud Light or Ron DeSantis, so Clay's not going to see it. Yeah, he'll, um, he'll have to get back to his his political timeline. I finished the Stephen A. Smith podcast. It's really good. Phenomenal. Yeah, I was impressed. Really well done. I like Stephen um, A. Smith more now than uh, ever after that podcast. Warriors tonight or no? Are they going down 3-0? Warriors are minus six tonight. And I'm here to tell you that the Kings will win on the money line. That is going to be my bet tonight. I've already bet that too. I've seen enough to know enough. And I think Draymond Green being suspended will hurt the Warriors. Kings are hungry. Warriors are resting on their laurels. Give me the Kings. Our Kings! Money line tonight to go up 3-0, Hutton. Mark it down. Chad, have Mark the Warriors down. ever been booed on the home on floor? It, betting on it right now. On this new home floor, have they ever been booed? That's a good question. I don't, I don't, I think, they don't think so. Um, if they don't show up, what happens? I don't think they get booed. I just think people are like, ah, oh, we've won. You know, they're going to go back I'm to... O- I'm over Golden State, that's all. They're going to go back to drinking their well-aged cab, you know, or whatever they do in San Francisco. I, I do really there. want the Grizzlies to advance, though. I need some animosity against these Sacramento Kings? I need one of two things to happen. The Grizzlies to advance or LeBron James to go full monster the rest of the series and pay it back to Dylan Brooks and get in his face over and over. I think the best thing for the NBA is Dylan Brooks wins this. The one-on-one. I think LeBron James being around. A lot of old dudes that are faces of the NBA right now. When I say old, older, 30 plus. And you've got some guys talking trash and while... You know, you may hate it. It's actually good for the league. Hudding my bets in. Just made it. Kings, money line. We are back Going at it tomorrow. Up. 3 o'clock Eastern is where you can join us right here across the Outkick Network. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can get all of the great shows right here. And in the meantime, visit outkick.com for more. Join us tomorrow to wrap up the week right here for Hot Mike.